dead end, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did have one. You did. I told you I had you one You fucking came Steve. through. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Dead and Lovely <laughs> listeners, to Dead and Lovely, your favorite horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse and beyond. These are your slightly inebriated hosts. A little bit. Uncle Ben and Dollywood Steve. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. Ooh, damn, hit it. They'll always love you. Give one of them Christina Aguilera runs. <laughs> Oh, yeah! You just gotta, you gotta go all over. Wave the place. your fingers up and down. Oh, oh. <laughs> I want to hear her cover some King Diamond or like Merciful Fate. Yeah, I would. That would be great. God, Christina be awesome. Aguilera covers King Diamond. Dude, I saw a report today that apparently fucking Rob Halford from Jews Priest wants to start a black metal band. Oh yeah, with Nurgle from Behemoth and Ishan from Emperor. Tell me that wouldn't be yeah, the sickest shit ever. Awesome. Fuck I would yeah. fucking, yeah. Go. <laughs> now, run. Here's money. Take. Just take my money. <laughs> Just take it, please. So for those of you guys who listened to our last episode on XX, you'll know that this is part of our double feature we're recording. Oh, boy. Two nights, one show. Two girls, one show. Uh-huh. Dead and lovely. Turds. One cup. Uh-huh. I never watched that. I didn't either. Why would you? Why the fuck would you? Yeah. I mean, like, I maybe it's okay. So last episode we talked about XX, yeah, the box. Uh-huh. Maybe it's one of those things because people were making reaction videos to it. Yeah, everybody was like, "What could they possibly be watching?" <laughs> he had a cell phone in there of two girls in one cup just showing, and he opened the lid of that box. And the kid was like, "Oh, oh, gross! Oh, shit! Is oh. that a woman licking shit and puking?" <laughs> she threw up in her mouth. Oh. <laughs> I don't really want to eat anymore. I've just read the description and it's enough. I don't need to yeah, know. Yeah, I just had people tell me about it. Also, guys, we're recording this 10 years ago, so this is fresh. Yeah, it's relevant. This isn't is it? relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How have you been doing uh, there this week, Stephen? Oh, man. Uh, so much different than I was last episode. Like an hour ago. Like an hour recorded. ago. Um,. <laughs> Uh, since we last recorded, I have drank a little bit more. Same. Mm-hmm. That's about it. It's a it's a dead and lovely vodka and soda night over. Yeah, here. delicious vodka and soda and lime. Uh, one of my favorite. Uh, get you drink drinks. That's because, what I call homemade sprite. Yeah, it's a homemade sprite. <laughs> that tastes a little off. Now the first one that you poured was what we call a half dommer. Yeah, I poured a half dommer on accident, which is a, a half a cup of vodka. Yeah. A full Dahmer, of course, would be... It's just a full cup of... Just a glass of vodka. You drink it in a school. You drink it in a school. Yeah, the setting is the important part of that. Yeah, it's very important that you're in a school, and it would be helpful if while you're doing it, you're thinking about, like, torturing small animals or something. It could be. You know, which brings me to something interesting that I just started watching this evening, Steve. Oh, really? Yeah. It's called The End of the Fucking World. Oh, shit. Have is you watched good? this? No, I've, I saw a... a preview of it <laughs> talked last week about how don't like previews yeah. i saw a preview of it that actually made me interested in it it's fucking rad we watched two episodes before we showed up tonight yeah just kind of on a whim where it's like ah well, i will it'll watch this yeah give it a shot it's fucking rad cool yeah it's uh it's british but not british it's full-on brit oh okay it's not just like eh, british no it's not sitting it's on like the fence at all brits yeah uh our our dead and lobster red coat listeners <laughs> I think we'll shout out to all. Uh, we, we have a lot of British listeners. Apparently, I, you said you were checking out our analytics. Yeah, and we got a we whole do. bunch of people across the pond there. That's huh? really cool. I like to hear that. I love the Beatles. 
<laughs> that was, that's perfect. That's smooth, isn't it? Yeah, that was good. I love the Beatles. <laughs> Fish and chips, etc. That's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Right on. Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Everyone's favorite English ale. <laughs> Brewed in Holland, I think. <laughs> but okay. Right on. Tikka Tikka Masala is good. Yeah. Oh, man. Y'all exactly. are kind of responsible for that. <laughs> that's true. That is true. We should always give credit to the British for curry because... It's it's not an Indian thing at all. I like America. Y'all are kind of responsible for that. Way to go on that one, by the way. Yeah. Like, you know, knowing when to back off and just be like, you do your own thing. <laughs> but this end of the fucking world thing is really rad, man. It's, it's, it's just about this high school boy who, like, in the, the, the first 30 seconds of the show, he's like, I think I'm a psychopath. Yeah. And I kill animals, and I've decided I want to kill humans. Okay. And then there's this other girl at school who's like, I think this guy seems interesting. And she kind of like goes along with <laughs> This'll him. This will be a fun time. Yeah. yeah. And it's like she's kind of kind of falling for him and stuff, but the whole time he's just being like, I think now would not be a good time to murder her as it's too close to the public eye and stuff yeah. like this. Like the whole time he is just thinking about murdering her. Huh. It's really fucking That's an interesting strange. dynamic. I'd like yeah. to see that. But they're both like trying to escape shitty families and stuff like this. I'm really, really, really all about it right now, man. We just, again, we watched two episodes, but I cannot wait to watch more. Yeah, that's a, a, that brings up a very interesting question of like, because like people don't volunteer to be psychopaths. Right. Like you don't, it's not a job you you pick and they're hashtag Lady Gaga born this way. Yeah, they are hashtag Lady Gaga born this way. way. Yeah, they, they're just born that way. I don't understand other people's yeah. feelings i don't, I don't have work. empathy yeah like, i'm not really one of you guys yeah i am an it's alien amongst you and, yeah. and the only joy i might find is maybe killing you i don't know maybe and, and that, that is like exactly the sort of thing that is going on in a psychopath's brain where it's yeah. just like i nothing makes me happy yeah exactly that's so you i might like as well try well that's the thing is the like crazy shit right in the first episode again within like the first minute it shows you that one time when the main dude was a kid he stuck his hand in a deep fat fryer just to see just to feel something yeah. just to see if it'd make him feel something yeah it's pretty crazy it kind of gives me vibes of that um my friend Dahmer. Uh-huh. Plus, like, uh, I'm not a serial killer. Okay, Have you I'm not a serial shit? killer. It's fucking awesome. Fuck, dude, that's that a thing great is movie. Awesome. We should cover that. At Hell, some point, yeah, that man. is so good. Talk about one that flew way the fuck under the radar. Way the fuck under the radar. Yeah. Like, I don't know anybody else other than you. Apparently, that yeah. has watched that. Well, I only watched because you told me how God. good it was, and I was like, I gotta check it out. It's so rad, and I don't want to spoil nothing about it. That's one of those ones you want to go in fresh yeah, and clean on. For sure. It's so fucking rad, man. But yeah, I'm definitely enjoying End of the Fucking World. You watched anything good? Um, Let's see. Uh, I played Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> like this the OG. Is, yeah. I Tight. Was, my wife and I were drinking on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and she fell asleep. She passed out. Okay. Like yeah. a wuss. All right. Oh, right. it's four in the morning. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, so I don't know what it was that spawned in me this desire, but I, I suddenly was like, man, I bet you could play Oregon Trail online. So I just looked it up and you can. And you can. You can play it. Um, there's an app for that. There's. It's not an app. It is a website. A I program. don't believe in apps. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't believe in that. Man, just fucking call them what they are. Programs. They're programs. I'm going to put that Instagram program on my phone. 
I got, I got a program that gives me directions. <laughs> it sounds so much better. It does. Um, but yeah, I, I decided to play it, and I played it through first as the banker. Because, okay. you know, that's the easy setting. All right. And I discovered something about Oregon Trail that I didn't remember. And that is, in fact, that the banker's not the easy setting. Oh. There are challenges to each individual level. The banker Tight. can't fix anything. Okay. No like repair if, skills. Yeah, and you break, you know, uh, wagon, wagon wheels, wheels and shit yeah. along the way, and the banker can't fix it. So he has money to compensate for the fact that he can't fix shit. He's like a politician. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. He's exactly, that's 100% that's yeah. what a politician or a rich person in general might be. Yeah. And then I played it through as the carpenter, and you get a lot less money, but... You know, if you put your money into the right things yeah. and don't waste it on food, because you can always hunt, even true. though you can only take back 100 pounds at a time, which I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the first time I went hunting, I killed two bisons, two deers, and a squirrel. God, you're and fucking <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer out there. <laughs> Did you play as Jeffrey Dahmer? Well, I was drinking Did a you glass play... of vodka at the time. Did you play as the taxidermist? The ta- <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, I forgot this. The game said... You you killed a thousand and twenty pounds of meat. You can only carry back one hundred. <laughs> well, what? Shit. So I just like slaughtered this forest, and I can't I can't take a few trips to yeah, take no, the meat huh? back. It's gone by then. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Oregon Trail still fun, and I would love it if Rockstar would make an Oregon Trail like oh man, uh, Red Dead Redemption type. Tight. Of, yeah. That actually would be awesome. Red Dead Redemption is is. Did you have like a, a and, flock of kids and so on in your in your? I camp? did. I did, and I named them the appropriate things like ass. <laughs> uh, Cummy was a name. Cummy. Cummy. Cummy is one of the funniest things it's I can funny. think of. Like, because. Come is already pretty funny. It is. <laughs> Dudes basically shoot snot out of our dicks. Like, <laughs> it happens. That's pretty funny. And it but cummy life. as a descriptor is just hilarious. I'm to a me. big fan of jazz. Jazz. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. You you jerk off and the jazz comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Free jazz. Free jazz. Did you know? By the way, I probably <laughs> mentioned this before, but the uh, music played in the cantina. In Star Wars, okay. Moss Eisley's Cantina. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Jizz. Seriously? Yeah. And like canonically, that is what it is called. Jizz. <laughs> I didn't make that up. That makes me so happy. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. Dude, naming, like, that's always been one of the sheer joys of any video game where you get to name your character. Yeah, it's the best. Unless, like, you were playing some of those old school games that have, like, decency controls where you couldn't name yourself ass yeah. or anything like that but it was always the funniest shit whenever you would be able to play one of those games and like you'd rescue the princess and she'd be like oh my god ass you rescued me <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much shit you saved the day like it's so fun and funny because it's like that's that's my name and they have to call yeah, me that they have to call me that yeah, yeah. thanks moron <laughs> Like that, I was always a big fan of that. It's like moron or idiot. I uh, I always kind of found it real funny when you could only fit a certain number of letters in. Sure. So you like make an alternate form of dickhead where okay. it's like uh, you take out the vowels or whatever. Oh yeah. D C K H D. Yeah. Ditched. <laughs> Mom would never know. She doesn't know. She has no idea. What does that mean? I was always really stoked whenever I played arcade games, like old school arcade uh-huh. games. 
where you know you just had like three letters to put your name in. Yeah, my name fits into three letters. I could actually. Oh put shit, Ben. Yeah. Or you could do ass. Yeah, or which ass. is always fun. It's always a toss up. Yeah. It's like, do I either claim this for my own or just put ass? Because ass is funny. Uh, on a Delta flight not long ago, my wife and I were uh, there was a trivia game. Yeah. And uh, you can they they like keep your score and show the scores of other people on the flight. Okay. And my wife and I were destroying. Yeah. And killing so it. of course we put wiener as <laughs> good call. Uh-huh. Wiener. Okay. And then uh it to throw to Bob's burgers, oh. we put Bob sucks, which oh. was the impetus for Bob to get into a video game. In one awesome. of the episodes when he was addicted to pain pills. Dude, did you watch the newest Boz Burgers episode? Where no, I haven't the- seen it. Oh my god, it's on Hulu right now. It's so fucking funny. I believe it. Bob's Burgers is one god. of the best shows on TV. Right? I love it so much. I started watching the Goldbergs recently. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Is it? I'm. Uh, I like the people involved. Yeah, it's so, fine. It's okay. It's like, a good show. It's not like totally, totally blown me away or anything. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's just a good easy watch kind of show okay yeah it's fine it's got a lot of cool like funny uh 80s nostalgia stuff. so it's it's not up to par with like blackish or anything no it's not other abc shows are a bit better but. yeah but i've heard that um it gets kind of better as it goes on i'm still in the first season right oh, now okay so it's still kind of fleshing it out and stuff but there's definitely been some funny funny fucking shit on there so. that's awesome yeah, yeah. i would recommend watching it it's an easy cool. watch it's good yeah i i like uh ABC actually has produced a number of sitcoms that I would I would call background shows. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's that kind of where thing. Where it's like yep. you have it on the background every once in a while you're like, that was funny. And yep. then you just go about your day. That's yeah. exactly what Kate and I Modern did. Modern Family it. certainly fits that for sure. Okay. Modern Family's not like the best show on TV. Yeah. But it's it, it it will make you laugh. Dude. From time to time. Speaking of an eighties nostalgia, uh, I also I think maybe about two weeks or so ago, I watched through the toys that made us on Netflix. Oh, okay. I have seen that on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Is it, it is uh, the shit. Cool. It talks about He-Man toys, right? Fuck yeah. Awesome. Every I, episode uh, is like my brother around. told me about those. There you guys, go. I'm a I'm young. <laughs> Actually, I'm a young man. Uh, I looked up He-Man toys not long ago, yeah. and seeing a picture of them, I was like, God, they're a lot bigger than I remember. Yeah, like, yeah. they were, like, bulky. Yeah, definitely. And they talk about that. They okay. talk about how they wanted to make it, like, more masculine oh, than all the other action dolls It's so homoerotic. Oh, dude, right? absolutely Like, it's so. what fueled the 90s uh, comic obsession with, like, huge muscular Absolutely. Dudes. Like, everything that boys were into yeah. when we were kids was also vaguely homoerotic. Yeah, super homoerotic. Nothing wrong with that. Any any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, like, there's just oh, so dude. many shots of his biceps. Oh, his muscles like and the, greasy in and Predator, stuff. when he oh, and... You uh, son of a bitch. Oh, my God. God. Been pushed into many pencils. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's the fucking best. It really I is. love Predator so much. Predator's man. great, and we are gonna cover it uh, yeah. in a, in a summer month because that that, made that us, always reminds me of heat. Oh yeah, it's so, so good sweaty. though. You should totally watch it. And every episode is like an hour, yeah, dedicated to the entire like history of this toy line and they interview the people that actually like designed them and they show all the like super ultra rare like. You know, prototype molds and, really? and sculpts and stuff of the toys. And it's also got all these like great little animations that are like the um 
the SNL TV Funhouse oh, style yeah, yeah. kind of shit. Like even the, the the theme song reminds me of like the ambiguously gay duo. But is like it, it, did Rob Schmeigel have anything to do? With I it? I have to wonder because it yeah. is right there, man. Uh, it's Schmeigel's so great. the same. It's yeah. Awesome. yeah, it's really really good, man. And then like. I don't know. It's one of those things where you watch it and, and you're like, oh my God, I used to have that. Like, <laughs> oh my God, my friend used to have that. Wait, let me ask you a question. Yeah. They talk about Garbage Pail Kids? Not yet they haven't. Oh no. But they totally, totally should. They should. Dude, I'll tell you another fucking toy blast from the past. See if you remember these. So recently our good friends on the Say You Love Satan podcast uh-huh. over on their Instagram page, you can find it. Say You Love Satan podcast, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's it. Jesse over there has been posting some pictures of some of his favorite old school 80s toys, including uh-huh. a line of action figures, dude, that I don't think I'd even thought about since I was like four or five. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I ever even had them, but I just remember seeing them when I was a kid. So maybe one of my friends had them or something. Do you remember Supernaturals? No. Okay, by name you might not. Okay. But they were like action figures... And you could pop off the front of them, and there would be like a holographic image inside of it. Yes, I do remember, you remember that those. shit. What? Yes, I, I know. I also did not have one, yeah, but I know but you them remember very them. well. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about those since I was again like fucking five. Uh huh. But he posted a picture up, and I was like, oh my god! It was like it like unearthed like this buried memory in my head of like I remember those, <laughs> man. What else did it unearth? <laughs> did it unearth the spy program they put you through when as a Santa child? Santa touched me. Oh, no. <laughs> when my parents were going to cannibalize me. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so it's so funny, that kind of stuff, man. Because do you remember like when we were kids, when like holograms were like the shit? Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, they had hologram baseball cards and Comic shit. Comic covers. Comic book covers, yeah. I've got a bunch of those X-Men. You remember the X-Men, like when the, the phalanx stuff started coming up uh-huh and they did that whole series of like uncanny and x-factor and yeah, all that yeah stuff that had uh-huh. the holograms on the cover we got a bunch yeah. of those that was a huge deal for a little while yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's pretty tight but then like there was also again growing up like super religious and stuff uh-huh. there are also all these like rumblings that like somehow or another holograms are like satanic or something this was a thing <sighs> yeah no i believe you listen you could tell me that uh, uh, there's a, a Christian church that thinks the Bible's satanic, and I would believe it. Right, yeah. Like, they, they will, like, contort and flip Anything. and come up with whatever logic it yeah. takes yeah, yeah. to just believe everything satanic. Right. Yeah. Leave it the way it was. Yeah. Non-holographic. <laughs> we should make a holographic Bible. They should. The they new really holog- It's the NHE, the new holographic edition. You know what they should do? I, I actually, let's do this. This dead and lovely property Trademark. right here. Trademark. Trademark. We make a, I had a Bible when I was very little that was like one that has like pictures in it. Yeah. You know, where it would be like the building of the ark or whatever. Yeah. Someone should make, and we shall, dead and lovely version of the Bible. Where it's illustrated, but it only illustrates the horrific shit the really that's in the Bible. Parts. Like them slaughtering men, women, yeah. and children in a city. Or like, you know, Incest. someone being stoned for being gay or whatever. Yeah. Just the really brutal parts. <laughs> Who are we going to get to illustrate it? Um, Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld, yeah. We need a lot of pockets. <laughs> Little pouches. We need, we need somebody who can't draw hands. Tiny hands. Tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny. Yeah, we need somebody who, like, his perception of, of depth 
is way off. Maybe he only has one eye. I want Rob Liefeld to do a Trump portrait. <laughs> I would love that. Oh With my like god! A really long tie and you know, tiny hands. You know who else would love that? <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> he'd think it was. He cool. would look at it and he'd be like, "That is how muscular I am." <laughs> I talk about other people being fat when yeah. I am well over 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, Rosie O'Donnell's fat. Yeah, Donald. she's a cow. Come on. Yeah. Asshole. God damn it. Yeah, I really do think we need to work on this new holographic yeah, that edition would be great. of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be tight, man. <laughs> Just a hologram of, of uh, Moses and his folks slaughtering people in a city. Yeah. And, you know, claiming it was God that told him to do it. You know, my man Dave that listens to our show and posts on our, uh-huh. our Facebook group a lot. Davier? Uh, no, That's Dave Bechet. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's a great guitar player. Okay. I listen to our show. And he's a big Paul Gilbert fan and stuff. And a couple of years ago, he sought to recreate this uh, super popular guitar that Paul Gilbert played during the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, it kind of looked like that Road Flare Red guitar hanging on the wall back there. Oh, shit. You have guitars. There's guitar. Oh, There's okay. guitars in here. Wait, do you play guitars? I've been known to pluck a few. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I don't know all the chords. By I don't know way. Guitar George. Yeah, Guitar George. Listen. All the He's chords. strict rhythm. He doesn't want to make it cry <laughs> or sing. <laughs> I do. I love that. It's a color, That's pretty awesome. I like it. But the Paul Gilbert one he was seeking to like recreate it had all these like holographic stickers and stuff that were from old obscure like they're like little fucking dinosaur holograms and baseball cards and shit like this yeah he had to go down this massive rabbit hole to like locate and source out the exact old school 80s holograms okay and his report to me was hologram people are really weird (laughs) (laughs) which i just really love the sound of that dave that's a fucking accurate assessment i imagine hologram people like, okay, like, because you basically, to be a hologram person, yeah. you had to go through that period yeah, yeah, yeah. of the holograms, and <laughs> the, time of the, the holograms. moment that the internet came around, yeah. you were like, I gotta find people who are into holograms. People like me. People like me. Hologram people. <laughs> well, hologram people now. It sounds like a Frank Zappa song. It does. Hologram people. Yeah, for sure. I'd be like a follow-up to it. Pajama people. Like, there's not even a subreddit. Is there? Is there? I bet there I is. I bet there fucking is, dude. Our hologram. hologram people. <laughs> My God, man. I've had a good week. You know, by the time that this airs, yeah. uh, the, the, the debut little run of shows that my new project oh yeah with my main man andy wood we'll have done our debut weekend run of shows by kennedy wood band Uh uh-huh and i'm just just gonna go ahead and call it the same way babe ruth would would call those home runs and stuff yeah i'm gonna call it that we played triple sold out shows Uh uh-huh we got signed somebody came on stage wearing a suit brought us an oversized check that was me. For a million dollars. I'm sorry. You? That was a prank. Oh. Damn it. Oh. Is that, is it's going to bounce? Is it a rubber check? It's not rubber, but yeah, it's going to bounce. <laughs> it's cardboard. Yeah. Poster board. <laughs> so I'm predicting that things will go just swimmingly. We're tearing up Knoxville, Tennessee. We tore up Lexington. We tore up Louisville. Louisville? Yeah. Playing Did you that take same, a slugger to them? Uh, I think it's probably going to take a slugger to us because we're playing that same place. that you Remember I talked about that story where... 
I went to a casino till seven in the oh, morning. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that same. Okay, place. so yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> bashed in the knees. Yeah, I will by be drunkenness. By that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, by by the time this comes out, I will have seen your band. Look out. Yeah. Look out. I'm I'm going. I texted my wife and everything. You got a review? Um. It was good. I liked it. Turn I especially liked up. that guy who came up with the suit on and, and had the, the check. big check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. He was hot. Yeah. Somebody should hire him to direct a movie. <laughs> you don't say. Probably should hire him to write it first. He doesn't have any experience directing. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome, though. His name's Steven Spratling. Oh, Ty. He's talking to oh, you right you. now. Dollywood. <laughs> well, Steve, we are here today on our show to be talking about a movie that is just blowing up the social media airwaves right now. It is yeah. a, a movie from beloved Espana, home of Vega from Street Fighter. Yeah, Vega from Street Fighter. Yeah. Also, uh, by the way, Spain is a place I have always wanted to go, and I am slightly obsessed with uh, northern Spain and southern France. Yeah. That is actually where most uh, cave paintings are oh, found. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also a big area of brujeria. Oh, aka witchcraft. Witchcraft. And Goya fine food and drink from around there. Yeah, food and drink. Also, that's all cool stuff. Goya also very rad. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, super obsessed with Spain and would love to go there. If anybody in Spain would like to fly me out, I'll come on. Uh, but we're about to diss on Veronica, so you're probably not going to be happy with us. <laughs> because Veronica's not very good. Not very good at all. It is uh, It is being hyped up really, really, really hard right now. When yeah. I say right now, I mean like two weeks away from when this actually comes out. So yeah, probably so by now, Trump people, will have said something really dumb and it will have yeah. eclipsed the hype of this movie. Yeah, he'll be like, Veronica, more like uh, very... Uh, bad for this country. Stay out, Mexicans. Build that wall. Because it's in Spanish, so yeah. he assumes they're Mexican. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he definitely would want to build a wall around this movie. I actually might back building a wall around this movie. Uh, you know nuts? what? I don't care. I don't care if people see it. They can see it all they want. Okay. It, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect anything. Cause yeah. here's the the great thing that happens when hype is built up around something that yeah. can't deliver. Despite the fact that everybody goes out and sees it uh -huh. or does whatever they have to do to see it, in this case, just have Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, hype doesn't make a horror movie. Yeah. It, a horror, so. movie, horror movies uh, have this great innate built-in element to them yeah. that is, if it doesn't scare you, you don't care. Yeah. And because... Uh, you hear a bunch of people say it's the scariest movie in the world. You really steal yourself and prepare yourself yep. to see something scary. Yep. And this movie can't deliver. Exactly. So I don't give a shit and watch it. You'll be just as disappointed as everyone else. And that's exactly right. And that's the thing. And we'll talk about this real extensively when we get into the movie review portion of the show. But yeah, man, all the hype surrounding this movie when there are so many other things that you could have watched instead. So many great movies. Because I really feel like, too, anything this movie has to offer is built on the back of some other movie that, that yeah. did it better. Yeah, we'll get into specifically what movies this movie takes from. And that's fine, by the way. I'm cool yeah, with Yeah, I mean, people. every great artist is a thief. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's, it's all great art is, is stolen in some way. Sure. But when that's all, when you don't build off of it, 
that's where it starts yeah. to become clear. Like, okay, well, you're just taking from these movies yeah, you and not any doing ideas. anything with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in that spirit here, before we get into our movie review portion, we want to cover a couple of other movies where it's like, maybe instead of watching this super hyped, you know, uh, supposed to be super scary, crazy horror movie, maybe you just watch this instead. This segment's called... Watch this, not that. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Men's health. Men's health. Yeah, we. Yeah, I stole that from Men's Health. Sorry. Horror health. Uh, again, stealing. It's fine. But we're Eat building this, on not it. Not that. But we're building on Eat it. Eat baked barbecue chips, not fried barbecue chips. I actually really like baked Lay's barbecue. I chips do too. A They're lot. really good on a sandwich. I put. I. You want every, those chip on a sandwich? I, yeah, chips on a sandwich are an absolute must for me. Man, that's a thing, huh? It needs crunch. I want it separate. I know you. You like to separate things. No. <laughs> but, you know, the, the dumb thing is, though, is like, you know, in the end, I'll take a bite of a sandwich and have a bite of a chip at the same time. Yeah, you're wasting your time. It all gets mixed together. Yeah. I guess I just fear by the time I get done at the end of the sandwich that the chips in the interior of the sandwich will be soggy. Because I eat slow. You would think that's a possibility, but I'll tell you this. Since you're not a pickle eater, no, it's unlikely. Now oh, yeah. we, I am a pickle eater, and that does happen. That my I I like shoot, I I'm a huge fan of pickles and barbecue chips, maybe with some provolone and maybe like a, a smoked turkey or something. All right, big fan of that. Um, but yeah, by the end, it's all kind of soggy. Yeah, and I still love it. I honestly just don't eat sandwiches like at all. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's. That's, That's also a, a good thing. point because I love to cook and sandwiches are the opposite of cooking. It's the not cooked food. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally don't know the last time I had a sandwich. I do know the last time I had a sandwich. It was yesterday. Yeah? But tight. It's it's because we haven't unpacked all of our cookware and yeah. I was feeling real lazy. <laughs> well, I you know what I say that, but I guess really a hamburger is a sandwich. A hamburger is a sandwich and a hot dog is too. Hot dog's a sandwich. I back that. Yeah, hot dog's a sandwich. Yeah. At Dead and Lovely, we it's say a hot dog's a sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Deal with it. Stone Cold said so. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. A hot dog's a sandwich. <laughs> that's Austin 317. <laughs> that's the other bottom uh-huh. line. So, in the spirit of watch this, not that, we're going to give you guys a couple of recommendations. I'm going to kick us off here by saying that... The Nightmare on Elm Street remake is a total pile of shit. I think we should get that in most episodes. And Carthage should be burned. It should be. Yeah. That movie came out, and there was all this fucking hype about it. Yeah. And uh, Why not? Jackie Earl Haley, he's great. Yeah. You would think, like, maybe this is going to be awesome. And he could have really played a good Freddy, I think. I think he could. 100%. But as we said on multiple shows... That movie's a big old pile of shit. It's a turd. It fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. It is completely... Not scary. No. The storyline goes absolutely fucking nowhere. There's yeah. this whole, maybe he didn't do it. No, just kidding. He really did. Yeah. Why do we need that? It's garbage. The whole I can tell you a ugly. million things you could do with the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and Hell none yeah. of those things would involve throwing in a maybe he didn't do it element. No, dude. No. It's a total piece of garbage. I would just recommend that you watch the original motherfucking Elm Street, yeah. which is one of the best horror watch movies this. ever. Not that. Yeah. 100%. Now, Ben, <laughs> a lot of people probably love the Saw franchise. Yes. And we've I don't. talked about Saw. I don't love the franchise. The first one, okay. Not not a great horror movie. But I appreciate okay. the 
the process and mm-hmm. production and has cheapness good, of that movie. Yeah, has some good elements that. for that. But yeah. it's not it's not a great horror movie. No, it's not fucking scary. Like but it has gross moments, but it's not scary. It does have one of the best theories related to it of all time, and Absolutely. that is that Kevin McAllister grew up to become Jigsaw. Yes. And so instead of watching Saw, watch Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. You get all the same elements. Uh traps. But and at so least on. it's fun. Yeah, and it's got Joe Pesky. Yeah, it does have Joe Pesky. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's also got, of course, a uh, Kevin McAllister and Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. He's great in it. Real fun. And, um, you know, it's got the, the guy who is the voice from the Wonder Years. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and he screams real loud when he's got a Tarantala on his face. Yeah, he sure does. And the torture in that, I would say, is... Brutal. Much more brutal than the original Saw. Yeah, I know. Like, it really actually is. When you factor yeah. in, like, you watch a guy get his head blow towards... A guy, a guy with tar all over his feet steps, steps on a on nail. Steps on a nail right in the his middle foot. of your foot. There's guy, a huge nerve that runs ugh. through there. That would, Oh, God. Dude, that guy steps on Christmas ornaments and they shatter and embed oh, into his feet. God, that's like, worse than Legos. Yeah, and it's like, am I describing a horror movie right now? It's exactly a kid is left alone by his family and his only friend is a shovel wielding maniac. <laughs> yeah, it's the a fucking horror movie. Turns the bodies into mummies. <laughs> As a kid, I never understood that. I was like, how does somebody not catch him? Also, how does salt turn him into mummies? Well, uh, it, I mean, it would draw it dries you, yeah, out. It dries them out. Uh, I think mummy. I think bandages and so on. Gauze. Yeah, you do. But I mean, they're like the bog bodies. Yeah, bog mummies. Yeah, in like northern northern England. I don't feel Scotland. like there's been a good bog mummy movie. There hasn't been, and there should be, because a okay. bog body is actually scarier because it's still oh my hair god, on. and you can see all the human yeah. features and stuff. Way scarier Way than scarier. a fucking mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need that. Okay. Uh, we might have to cut this out. Uh, trademark dead and lovely. Yeah, trademark dead and lovely. Bog body. This fucking episode is full of good. We got the Rob Liefeld Trump portrait. Oh, one hundred percent. Holographic Bible. Holographic Bible. Bog mummy. Bog mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you another one here. Let's hear uh, it. You know, The Ring is one of our favorite flicks that we've covered. Yeah, it's really show. great. I liked it. We did an episode a couple months ago, and uh, I hadn't watched that movie forever. Uh-huh. Watched it. Still holds up. Still does. Really Still enjoy good. that movie. However, the sequel, The Ring 2, is a big old pile of shit. It's a terrible pile of shit. Only surpassed by oh. Rings in oh pile of shit God, terms. Oh, God, dude. Yeah. Rings is just fucking abominable. It's uh-huh. so fucking bad. But Ring 2, it, it just throws everything from the first one out basically yeah but it's kind of like Naomi Watson a kid they move away they're trying uh-huh. to escape the curse but it follows them it follows them which is not a part of the rules set out in the first movie it sure doesn't seem that and way and it doesn't elevate those rules no. it just throws them out the window and says no well now she wants Naomi Watts to be her mom how about instead if you want to watch a movie about a family with kids that's trying to run away from a curse that's following them and stuff how about you watch Poltergeist 2 instead? God is in oh his holy tent. Father Kane, is that you? Yeah, that Poltergeist 2 has a good element of creepiness to it. Hell yeah. I like it, dude. I like Poltergeist 2. I do too, yeah. I I think as far as sequels go, specifically, uh, seconds are usually, in horror terms, Iffy? Tough territory. Yeah. It's kind of um, like the first Creed album versus Human Clay. <laughs> Right? Damn it, I'm glad we got back to Creed finally. <laughs> Fuck. 
finally. <laughs> that sophomore effort is tough. Oh, man. Stuff for a horror franchise. You know, I've never Creed. listened to a Creed album. No way. Never. Not once. I've never listened to any butt rock album. <laughs> no butt rock. I, I have never. Like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I never rock. got it. It was always just like. Okay, so you're straining out a turd. I get it. You love Jesus for some reason. I, but you don't want to say it. Yeah, you loud, don't want to say like, specifically it's Jesus. Yeah, not but like Striper. Obviously singing about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Tight. Um, so I would say, Ben. Yeah. If you're going to maybe watch Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Based Resident on the, the popular Evil, video game franchise. Based on a video game franchise. And uh, you know what? There aren't really. Is there a good video game adaptation of of anything? Uh, it doesn't want to exist. Goldeneye, dude. <laughs> Fucking Goldeneye. It's <laughs> well, awesome. That, that's the opposite, though. That's the video game ad- adapting. Oh, you mean like a movie of a video yeah. game? Oh, Is there a good uh, one? Uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Tomb Raider? Two episodes in a row. Oh, Tomb Raider. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe that it's first Tomb Raider is okay. It's not great. Why are they doing another one? Um, by the way, Alicia Vikander, who is, um, she is playing the new Lara Lara Croft. Okay. I don't know why, but she, she seems more like Lara Croft to me. Yeah. But also her face kind of angers me. And I, I, that's a terrible (laughs) thing to say about anyone. I know. Anger face. I don't know what it is because like in Ex Machina when it was just her face. Oh, that's her? Yeah. When it was just her face, I was like, oh, like, you know, she's pretty. She's amazing in that, by the way. So something about her hairline that you don't Something about her hairline. Hmm. I think it's that she reminds me of Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. And Michelle Rodriguez, by the way, is good in a lot of stuff. She's always a bitch in stuff. That's the thing is she only plays one character. I think she's in one of the Resident Evil movies as a bitch, I think. Michelle Rodriguez plays the I'm mad at everything character. Totally. And Alicia Vikander has that look about her, but I I know she's a different actress. Yeah. So for some reason, I'm like, I don't think that's going to be a good movie. But maybe it is. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I haven't seen a good video game adaptation, but Resident Evil is definitely... It's not good at not all. Not great. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, especially it's so dumb because like with the first Resident Evil, you had such great source material to work from. To work from. You got yeah. this team of like special forces people that show up at this mansion yes. and there's zombies in it. Yeah, Resident Evil could easily be adapted yeah. into a good movie. Yeah, absolutely so. And same with Resident Evil 2. Yeah. In the old abandoned like uh, cop house and stuff. It's yeah. awesome, man. But if, if you're looking for... <laughs> also, I call the police station a cop house. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the cop house. Cop house. You know, where cops live. Yeah, their house for the <laughs> cops. <laughs> uh, but if you're looking for, like, a good, like, sort of military... Yeah, hardcore. Uh, horror, zombie type of thing, the best way to go is Day of the Dead. Absolutely so. Day of the Dead is the third in the Of the Dead series, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. It's it, awesome. It is awesome. It's not exactly the movie George Romero wanted to make. The movie George Romero wanted to make would have been more in-depth about the zombies possibly still retaining humanity, etc. But yeah. it is a really good zombie movie. Hell yeah. Um, it has some awesome special effects. Oh my some god, yes. really great scenes. And it has that same sort of feel, except it's got that you know, end of the world nihilism. That end of the world, feeling. yeah. And, and 
our main character in Day of the Dead is also a woman, just yeah. like Mila Hovich in uh, Resident Evil. Yep. I would say Mila Hovich in everything she does is always the badass. Yeah. And the character in Day of the Dead is less badass and more like relatable, I think. Yeah. That's but she's good. still a badass, I guess, in the end. Totally, man. Yeah. Now, sometimes I find myself in the mood to watch a movie where Harry Potter is in an old spooky haunted house. Yeah, a house you can only get to maybe at certain times of the day because the water washes out the road. Correct, correct. And it's kind of a gothic horror sort of thing. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a woman haunting the place that's real spooky-like. Only the thing is, is that the movie isn't any good. No, it's not at all. And, and you would hope it was. It's lame, and it's not scary. What is that movie? Uh, oh, the I'm woman sure there's several. Woman oh, it's just there's just the one. That's okay. the one with Harry Potter in it. Okay. And it's not good. I would like something else to watch instead of that. Another gothic horror type of thing. Yeah, yeah. in a big house mm-hmm. that's haunted and stuff. Yeah. What, what would you recommend? Uh, I might go with Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Yeah. That came out a couple, two, three years ago. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. We got uh, Hiddleston, Tom yeah. Hiddleston. Loki is in there. Uh, you know, ladies uh, tell me he has a sexy voice, and I, I have to agree with him. Didn't to agree. Uh, Mia Wasikowski. Yeah, she's awesome. He's fucking awesome. She's the Alice in the Wonderland. She is the Alice in the Wonderland. She's in uh, other movies that are even better. True story, because that movie fucking sucks. It's not good. God, Alice in Wonderland <laughs> sucks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made a sequel. And then they did, and I didn't even see it. No. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. Crimson Peak is pretty cool. Like it yeah. is it's not it's not a great scary movie. Or anything no, like it's, that. It, it is that gothic horror where it's yeah. a slow burn and the, maybe it doesn't pay off in one big horrific scene or no, anything. But it's beautiful. Yeah. It's an absolutely gorgeous movie, and I feel like it kind of does everything that Woman in Black kind of tries to yeah. do with this big, spooky, old Victorian house and ghosts and yada yada, only does it much better. Still not, you know, you know, perfectly or anything like that. Yeah. But I think if you're in that kind of vibe, I think that's a way to go right there. Crimson Peak is fine. It's not amazing, but it'll do. Yeah. Uh, and if you're looking for good Mia Wasikowska movies, yeah. Stoker. Check it Stoker. out. Stoker. I've never watched that. Check out Stoker. Is it sick? So good. So fucking good. Awesome. Um, well, Ben, somebody might be out there thinking, gosh, you guys, um, none of those movies really interest me. But you know what I would like to watch is Jeepers Creepers. Because <laughs> I heard your episode and I was intrigued. Despite oh. the fact that it got the... Uh, lowest rating we've ever given anything, which is a zero. Correct. Because, because it was made by a known convicted child convicted molester. Convicted pedophile child molester who is unrepentant of his crimes and continues to get support from executive producer Francis Ford Coppola. Holy fuck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you were thinking of watching that movie... But don't want to support a piece of human s- shit. Yeah. Here's a little movie you might watch that... that it might take a few logical leaps to say these two are related, but The Burbs. Maybe you watch The Burbs instead. Maybe you watch The Burbs, because what The Burbs has is that same sort of feeling of spying on uh, some illicit activity and wanting to maybe stop it and not knowing. Investigate exactly. a little bit. Investigating and finding it's very weird, etc. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the cool thing that The Burbs has that Jeepers Creepers doesn't have 
uh, is Tom Hanks. Absolutely. And Gary Busey. <laughs> yep. And Bruce Dern. Uh-huh. And uh, Princess Leia. Princess Leia herself. Yeah. Uh, we got Corey Feldman. Uh-huh. It, it, the Burbs has the same feeling that I think people like about Jeepers Creepers, other than what was admittedly in our Jeepers Creepers episode, cool creature design. Yeah, cool creature Whereas design. Whereas the, the Burbs, the Burbs, I think, still does have cool... Uh, European neighbor design. European neighbor design. Because there's the <laughs> one kid who's like, he looks like a, a shroot, maybe. Like, totally, cool. yes, <laughs> yes. And then there's that guy uh, with that voice. Uh, the emphysema uh-huh. voice. I can't uh-huh. remember his name. And they give him, like, sardines on crackers. Yeah. I, the Burbs is fucking awesome. The Burbs is fucking awesome, and it it uh, is a trillion times better than Jeepers Creepers. I could substitute the Burbs for pretty much any of these movies on our list where I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> maybe instead of watching fucking The Woman in Black, you watch The Burbs instead. <laughs> it's like, because it's always going to be better. What if that was this segment? What if we were yeah. like, we're going to give you... Something that's similar, and then we just said the burbs for yeah, everything. Movies that aren't as good as the burbs for five hundred. <laughs> most Alex. movies, yeah, most movies actually. <laughs> yeah, the burbs is a blast. It's it's a super fun dark comedy. Yeah. One of Tom Hanks's best. Yeah, movies, period. And I love suburban horror. And yeah, this totally. was a suburban horror comedy, yeah. which is hard to find. Perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't think of others. Honestly, that might be the only. Now, Steve, talking about the burbs gets me thinking about. The 80s, my childhood, the wonder years, the old times. That gets uh-huh. me a little bit nostalgic. Yeah. Maybe I want to watch a movie where some kids and a family living in the suburbs. Uh-huh. Maybe they start encountering some supernatural occurrences. Shit's flying around their house. Stuff is floating around. Huh. They're, they're hearing voices. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on. I've heard that there was this movie that came out maybe a year or two ago what was named Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came out, and I don't know. Maybe I want to watch that. Why would you do that? Is it, I mean... That's a bad idea. Okay. You shouldn't watch the remake of Poltergeist. You know what you should watch instead? What's that? Poltergeist. The OG. The OG. The Olive Garden. The Olive Garden Poltergeist. <laughs> when you're there, you're family. <laughs> and that family sticks together through Zelda, Zelda Ruby really weird <laughs> and stakes that crawl across counters. Yeah. I agree because the Poltergeist remake is a big old fucking pile of horse shit. Yeah, but like that I mean that's the thing like I'm cool with remakes if what they're doing is trying to improve on the original Evil Dead. Yeah, like Evil Dead. They they were able to take the world of the Evil Dead yeah. and just uh, add to the brutality. Totally. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist, what I would think if you're trying to make a remake of Poltergeist, yeah. uh, quote unquote, what you would want to do is basically bring a new family into the world of Poltergeist. Yeah. And not just try to rip off what the original did well and fuck up everything else. Miss the point entirely. Yeah. Yeah, the original Poltergeist, man, I think that that movie has such a wonderful portrayal of such a very realistic yeah. household. Yeah, the family is so family. real. Like, yeah. Like, uh, that, that, the thing I really like about uh, Craig T. Nelson and I can't remember the actress's name. Yeah, I can't name. remember, no. Uh, but they they have that scene where they just get high. Yeah, they're because they live through the 60s. They're old yeah. hippies, yeah. 
Oh, well, that's the thing, though. Like, everybody's getting high. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not represented often enough in these situations with couples because... Yeah. Like, it happens far more often than not. Yeah, everybody gets high. Yeah. That's a fact. Like, there's, you, you're going to have to have a scene where a couple is drunk or high because... Everybody living, does it. Yeah. yeah. Living with each other every single day, you're like, let's just have a change of pace. Yeah. How about today? And working and raising kids and yada yeah. yada. It's like, let's just fucking cool out a minute. Yeah. Sure. Fun stuff. Yeah. And, and that that's the realest scene in that movie for me. Totally. Is just... They're having fun together as a couple, being high, and then, oh, also, poltergeist. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, is, like, that realness endears you to that family so exactly. much. Exactly. You care when, about them. When shit starts happening, you really fucking care about exactly. it. Exactly. Whereas in this poltergeist remake, it's just like, I don't fucking care. Kill them all in the first scene. What? I don't fucking care. <laughs> what you get a lot of times is basically the get out family is the family you're supposed to care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty it's much. like why? Why would I care about this family? <laughs> um, all right, Ben. So it's it's a high possibility okay. that somebody might want to watch Blair Witch. Okay, Blair the Blair Witch, Witch Project. First off, watch yeah, watch the Blair Witch if you want to know more about horror history, etc. But if you want to watch a, a good found footage horror movie, Blair Witch is not the way to go. I'm waiting for the Blair Witch Project runway. <laughs> <laughs> where it's a found footage show. Where... Well, I uh, I took these uh, sticks and I tied them together with twine. Make it work. Tim Gunn's just like, hmm, well, make it work. What, what should I watch instead well, of the If Blair you want to watch a great project. found footage horror movie that has some of the same elements of Blair Witch, where it yeah. starts out as supernaturally we're making and... a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Go with The Last Exorcism. Yeah, totally so. That's a cool flick, man. It is a cool flick. It's a movie that I made fun of a lot whenever it first came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I was like, the, the last. Like, the like this person's going to exorcise all demons. Yeah. Well, this is like, like right on the heels of, like, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, and, and it, was, it just seems so stupid. Yeah, it but, seemed like such a tag-along, a lamprey on the whole exorcism horror definitely genre. definitely not. It has it's cool. Caleb Landry Jones from Get Out, by the way. He oh, plays shit. the brother. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he is in that. Totally. Everything about The Last Exorcism is, to me, it's almost like somebody said, let's do Blair Witch and The Exorcist yeah. together. And it comes together perfectly. The ending of The Last Exorcism is so great. I really like I do. how cool. it, it, he... <laughs> Because, like, the, the premise is that it is an exorcist who knows that exorcism is bullshit. Yeah, he goes around doing these things even though he knows that they're fake and yeah. so on. And and by the end, he's converted to demons are real and I have to fight them. It's like the opposite of our uh, evaluation of the exorcist. Exactly. It's the complete opposite <laughs> <Yes>. of that. <laughs> demons aren't real and they're fighting each other. I like that flick. That's one that I've not seen in fucking years it's been a real long time since i watched that but i'd like to see it again because i think it is a pretty cool i movie. always i also thought it was really funny when they came out with the sequel because i again i hadn't seen the last exorcism <laughs> the last exorcism really the last the time. last exorcism two two what no you can't do that final fight two for super nintendo it's like i thought we already did this final, final? fight really finally or like really <laughs> All right, Steve, now another one that really just fucking, you know, really grinds my gears. Uh-huh. It's when I want to watch a movie what is about 
people on a spacecraft. Uh huh. And there's aliens from another dimension. Aliens? Yeah. They're from another dimension. Only I start watching it and I'm getting excited, and then I realize I'm watching Alien Covenant, which is oh, a piece of fucking garbage. Oh, this is Alien garbage. Covenant. Oh. Yeah, I say it. I'm like, damn it again. I'm watching this. Why? Uh huh. I think that there's probably a lot of other movies that I could watch that aren't just completely fucking piles of shit like that movie. Yeah, I think so too. I think I mean the obvious choice here, if you thinking about watching Alien Covenant. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Stop. Turn around. All right. Reassess your life. Take a look. And then in the watch mirror. Alien. And just to make a change. <laughs> Start with the man in the mirror. I'm looking at the man in the Dude, mirror. We were stuck in Knoxville traffic the other day. They're doing all this road work on 40 uh, and shit. Did you run through that on no. the way over here? Oh, it's fucking terrible. It took us two hours to get out by like Best Buy and stuff. Christ. It was insane. So we were like sitting in traffic and there was these two chicks in like a Volkswagen, uh, one of the new Beatles. Uh huh. It was like a convertible. Uh huh. They were totally making the best of their time sitting in traffic. They had the top down and they were singing some fucking Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson <laughs> really loud. Wait, were they at the point where he starts talking fast and they couldn't keep up with the lyrics? Not quite That's what there. I'm imagining. Not quite there. They were able to keep up pretty well. Okay. And uh, so me being, you know, mid-30s guy who drives a shitty, busted-looking car. Yep, me too. I uh, rolled down my window and uh, screamed the lyrics along with him. That's awesome. of course, didn't even turn to look at me. Oh. Which was funny. That is funny. It actually made me laugh more than if they would have, like, reacted. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sick. Um... I, okay, so Alien is the obvious choice when Aliens it comes to watching more Alien, of an analog because it's more action-y. Yeah. I think if you are looking for maybe uh, uh, a more horror-focused uh, Alien movie, and if you're willing to overlook some less-than-stellar filmmaking at points, yeah. but still a good, interesting story, check out Pod pod uh-huh it has lauren ashley carter which always gets me to watch a movie because she is great she's okay. in uh darling she's in the woman okay. uh she's in a lot of other stuff she's I don't so think good i've seen any of those pod is not the best horror movie you're gonna watch but i'll go guarantee you this it's a million times better than alien covenant i think there's a lot of things that are better than alien covenant mm-hmm. yeah uh, alien getting kicked in the balls yeah definitely a little better. bit better than alien covenant. colonoscopy yeah, well, they put you out for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, Alien or Aliens, like it does not get better in terms of the sci-fi yeah. horror kind of genre. Like, like I said, Aliens is a little bit more of an analog, as it's more action-oriented. Uh-huh. But man, Alien Covenant just really fucking shit the bed. The way that it showed you the alien like eight million times, and they had cameras all over the fucking ship. You always knew where the alien was. Yeah. It just completely destroyed any sense of suspense. Well, yeah, that's the suspense is you don't know where the alien is. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the first one, there's yes. one alien. Uh-huh. You never know where that fucking thing is hiding and stuff. And it's creepy so as shit. So sick. Yeah. It makes you feel so claustrophobic when you watch that flick. Yeah, dude. I- I'm with you. Either of those, I think, would be a great choice instead. Well,. I have a rare instance here of a director self-correcting and okay. saying, watch this, not that himself. <laughs> Tell me that. That is uh, Rob Zombie with House of a Thousand Corpses. Robert Zom- Bob Zombie. <laughs> Robert Zombert. Um, <laughs> uh, when, he made, when he made Devil's Rejects, he was basically saying like, okay, I created these cool characters, 
and I didn't do much with them. Yeah, I meant to put them in this movie. Here's instead. what I should have done. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome, dude. I actually watched House of a Thousand Corpses after I watched Devil's Rejects. Uh, yeah, that's a that is probably the way to do it. Actually, yeah. I would say that Devil's Rejects is if you really like Devil's Rejects, you'll be interested in knowing more maybe about the family and yeah. house of a thousand corpses gives you that yeah it's not a great horror movie but it has some really disturbing imagery and a lot more about totally. the the family i almost wonder if you really liked house of a thousand corpses if you will like devil's rejects because they couldn't yeah, really it's be so more different, different. Yeah, because like I love I love Devil's Rejects. I think it's yeah, an it's awesome a great horror movie. It's Easily legit. the best thing Zombie has ever done. Uh-huh. And I just think genuinely a pretty cool flick. Yeah, I don't like Thousand Corpses at all. No, it, it's not good. That movie has like multiple personality disorder where it's like uh-huh. it kind of wanted to be everything. It wanted to be Texas Chainsaw. It wanted to be the Fun House. It wanted to be yeah. all these other horror flicks all in one. It wanted to be funny and weird and zany but also dark and scary and sadistic and i mean as far yeah. as first efforts at directing a horror movie I've go seen worse yeah seem worse but it's it's not good no gauntlet thrown chris hardwick bring it on nerdist yeah <laughs> remember how chris hardwick was in that no <laughs> he's, he's was in he house of a thousand corpses yeah he's one of them the the people that gets killed Holy shit. It's been so long since I watched that. I don't even think he was like on my radar back then. Yeah. Know? Yeah, because he was just a singled out guy then. Yeah, exactly. Now he's like, you know, media mogul. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's cool, Steve. That's that's a whole lot of good watch this, not that kind of stuff, content that we brought to these people. I'd like to revisit this segment again. That's actually yeah. really fun. It is fun. And uh, there's you know, many there's more. So many, there's yeah. so many uh, better versions of horror movies. Yeah. And today, we're going to talk about the lesser version of a lot of other horror movies. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be talking about old Veronica here. And, you know, the main thing that kind of inspired us to watch this movie was that, as of right now, like we said earlier, this movie is kind of the hot topic yeah. on, on social media and stuff. Everything is blowing up and being like, this is the scariest movie ever made. People are saying, like, Netflix is reporting that Almost everybody is shutting off halfway through because it's too scary. Ben, here's the thing. It's fucking fake news, dude. It's all fake news. Um, and it's faker than fake. Like, it's Tell me even it. faker than you can imagine. Yeah. Now, uh, my original desire as a high schooler was uh-huh. to become a journalist. Okay. Uh, I learned a few things about journalism. Tell me. Uh, some things that maybe journalists would like to try to take up. Mm-hmm. First off is, uh, if one person says something, it's just whatever that person said. Right. If another person says it... Might be onto something. Might be onto something. Okay. If three people say it, Probably it true. it's definitely worth reporting. Okay. In this case, <laughs> that is the exact opposite of what everyone did. <laughs> so... Uh, this movie was released in Spain uh, on August 25th of 2017. Okay. So that was last year. It went to Toronto International Film Festival. It got... Um, Toronto. Toronto. As you say it. Toronto. 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 <laughs> um, it went to the Toronto International Film Festival. Got a lot of good reviews. Yeah. And, and in fact, after the film festival... And before it came out on Netflix, it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's impossible. 
100% doesn't mean that everybody gave it a 10. Yeah. It means that everybody gave it a favorable review. Okay. Which could mean a 51. It oh, could be a Jesus. 51%. Well, that positive. makes sense then, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when this movie was released to Netflix on February 25th. Okay, 25th. This is basically what happened. And this guy gets all the credit in the world. At Wayland76, calls himself Matt on Twitter. Okay. He just tweeted a gif of SpongeBob shivering in bed. Okay. And he, he tweets, <laughs> started watching Veronica on Netflix, huge rec fan, so interested in anything Paco Plaza is involved in, but the demon walking down the hallway scene freaked me out so much, I had to turn it off. Hashtag such a wuss. He okay. tweeted this on the 25th of February at uh, 2 in the afternoon. Now, Ben, right. I'm telling you those details because those details are very easily find uh, found yeah. by looking at the tweet. It's a public profile and so on. Yes. Yeah. One of the first things that irritated me was that all the reports about Veronica say that it came out on February 26th on Netflix. So the next day. The next day. But what? it didn't. It did come out on the 25th. This guy's not making it up. Well, He's not how would he have watched it. All of those articles that say it came out on February 26th have this tweet on the article. That is dated the 25th. That is dated February 25th. That's already irritating to the max that you are writing an article trying yeah. to spread news, information, yeah. And you yourself aren't even looking at the information you're writing down. <laughs> There's like one number on the page you didn't even look at. I, I, so I found where this comes from. Wow. <laughs> Bloody Disgusting has a report from John Squires okay. that was posted on February 26th. And uh, <laughs> he wrote that it was just released to Netflix. Netflix. Okay. I guarantee what happened is that John Squires wrote that article on February 25th and Bloody Disgusting posted it on February 26th without looking at the fact that he said it was just posted today. He didn't put just posted February 25th. He put just posted today. Yeah. Everyone after reports that it's February 26th because they, didn't, they didn't put any effort in. They just read an article and repeated what it said. It was like, people will click on this if we print it. Go. Uh-huh. Wow. The idea that people were shutting it off halfway only comes from one tweet. From it is that the tweet one guy. that I just read to you. That one guy is not people. He's person. <laughs> person turns it off. Unless he is legion. He may be legion, and that <laughs> might be where this comes from. Which makes him scarier than this movie. Here's the thing that really <laughs> gets me, though. Yeah. This fucking digs at my soul and makes yeah. me doubt all journalism on the internet. Damn. The idea that it was dubbed the scariest movie ever made. Right. Comes from a nine gag post. What? Anonymous nine gag post in which the poster claims it was dubbed the scariest movie ever. Doesn't claim it was dubbed by anybody. Nor does anyone who reports it afterwards. 
claim that it was dubbed that by anybody. They're all repeating the same bullshit from an anonymous post on 9gag <laughs> on February 27th. That's reputable. Yeah. What? Seriously? So on, the, on the 27th? On the 27th of February. It blew up on March 2nd. March what the 2nd. Fuck? Uh, I can't remember. It was a, a British news source. Yeah. I, I think it was the Daily, Daily Mail, maybe. Yeah. Posted that it was dubbed the scariest movie. All they were doing was repeating what they read on an anonymous nine gag post. That's the least reputable thing ever, though. Yes, it is. That, like, legit, it could be called least reputable thing ever.com. And these people would have still just fucking reported it like it's goddamn news. I mean, that that's as reputable as a fucking Facebook status update. Yes, exactly. <laughs> An anonymous one. An anonymous by the way. one. A Facebook, Facebook. So actually less. Less reputable than a Facebook status update. But, you know, that's that's the world that we live in now. Yes, where uh, that because it doesn't matter, right? Because it doesn't matter, Net, yeah. Netflix most likely posted that. Right. Yeah, most yeah, yeah. likely. And then most likely sent an email or whatever to some reporter at the Daily News and said, oh, people are saying this is the scariest movie ever. Yeah. Well, and then the thing about it that makes this actually scary uh-huh. is because here we are, you and I, to... We're who, covering it. Who? Yeah, exactly. It's like... I we like could be to, talking about The Shining. Yeah. We could be talking about Texas great. Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, I like to think of us as being intelligent fucking pretty enlightened dudes and stuff but the thing is is because of this fucking fake news ass advertising stuff we fell for it yeah and it's either it's one of either two reasons Uh uh-huh it's either that we decided to watch it because we were like people are saying this is the scariest it's a challenge yeah Yeah. i want to see if it's the scariest i would love to see the scariest horror movie ever made fuck yeah or honestly it's like Part of me that is a social media horror is like, oh, people are talking about this. We should watch yeah, it. Yeah, we need to talk about it because we'll get more people to listen exactly. to our show. And yes. the scary thing is, is either way it worked. Yes. And that's exactly the point. This is how Trump got elected. It's exactly the fucking point. And that's Netflix how this is figured out scary. how Trump got elected. Yeah. And, and they, they fucking got us to elect Veronica. Yeah. And you know what? That's it. And here we are talking about it. Dude. Yeah. And the backlash doesn't even matter. Because if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score now, it's 88%. Yeah. And the uh, scores that drag it down came after the hype. So wow. basically, people didn't cover it because yeah. they were like, I don't cover horror movies or whatever. Yeah. And then they heard the hype, they so the they hype. had to talk about it. And the moment they started thinking about it, they were like, this isn't yeah, a good, good movie. Wow. So like, Netflix was willing to ruin a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score to get people to pay more attention wow. to it. And, you know, it's like, in a sense, like, that that actually, God, in a weird fucking goddamn way, am I appreciating this? It's pretty genius. Because it actually makes it more real-world scary. Uh-huh. Because it's like, whenever I watch Freddy Krueger, I know that's never going to happen. No. Whenever it's I watch, not going to be a dream demon. No. Whenever I watch <laughs> Friday the 13th, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Whenever but, I watch Veronica, I know that no one's ever going to be maybe possessed by a demon, yeah. but actually not, and just trying to kill their siblings I yeah guess. but but here i am as a result of the of the of the media storm and advertising and stuff yeah 
And here I am devoting hours of my life talking about a movie that fucking sucks. This is now the scariest movie ever because yeah. I've wasted this much time in my life. Yeah, that's what I'm because saying. Because of that advertising. The movie is over two hours, and here we are recording a podcast talking about yeah, it. I spent, and we've done I spent research more than, and stuff. Uh, I spent more than 10 hours doing that research. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, this, this movie, god damn. I actually might be appreciating this in a weird fucked up way. Well, it's I, like this I, movie is affecting my real world life mm-hmm. more than most horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It, yeah. It's manipulating my It has manipulated me. And, and in that way, scarier. it's the scariest horror movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, though? It's like, yes. watch the movie. It no, has affected not scary at all. what I've done. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. It's like I've watched fucking The Shining and The Exorcist and all these other fucking great classic horror movies didn't affect my day-to-day life really much at all. It also, because I wanted it to be good, because yeah. that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm not one of those people that hears like, this is the best thing ever, and I'm like, I, I but it's not. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. The yeah. best thing ever. Same. I was like, I, also I hope that. this is sick. And yeah. too, it's like, it's a foreign movie. Like, a lot of your... A lot of our European horror flicks lately have been churning out some really sick shit. Hell yeah. And I'm like, awesome. Maybe they finally knocked it out of the park. And they didn't. Yeah. The hype manipulated I me. do. I do have to mention this, though. I, and this is the only legit source, yeah. I would say, when it comes to talking about Veronica, which is uh, a, a fellow horror movie podcast okay. slash blog, Nightmare on Film Street. Okay. Uh, Kimmy from Nightmare on, on Film Street uh, reported about it the the day after it came out and she was talking about how it got really good reviews at Toronto International Film Festival etc. Yeah. Everything she says in there is accurate. Okay. The only thing that comes out of it though that I think is so funny and like there's no way that this assertion she makes could have been wrong yeah. but somehow it ended up wrong. She said that it might end up being one of the most underrated horror movies of 2018 and then it blew up and became the most overrated horror movie yeah, of 2008. Yeah, totally. So, like, she said that, and at the time, it would be like, yeah, okay, it might be. Like, people might come back and say, like, oh, why didn't we watch that? Like, that that was actually a really good horror movie of 2018. Yeah. And then it got this huge fake hype and became the most overrated horror movie of 2018, which is ironic, don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like rain on your wedding day. It is. It's like rain on your wedding day, which, I mean... Uh, irony of ironies the one day where it's never supposed to rain yeah <laughs> is your wedding outside i don't What's understand this irony <laughs> now i'm not gonna sit here and say that this movie is like unwatchable no, I ha- it's not unwatchable i have seen so many way worse a lot of movies in this yeah and all the kids give great performances yeah there's, there's good guess, things about it i i'm uh sandra escasina She's the, the main character. Okay, Veronica. She's 16 when this is recorded. I'd still say that's a kid. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the kids are the best part of this. Yeah, they do a great job. They really do. I mean, obviously, the whole movie is in Spanish. It's, uh, it's <sighs> that got That covers subtitles. for a lot of bullshit. Probably. It really does. Like, you know, if you're the type of person who will watch a foreign horror flick or a foreign flick in general, yeah. you're more giving already because you're you're willing to read subtitles to watch this movie and you're willing to accept like oh i'm not a part of that culture so like maybe i don't get this particular line or whatever and in this case i think it hides a lot it hides a lot of deficiencies it probably does yeah it probably does but it's not entirely 
unwatchable or no, it's anything not unwatchable. like that. I mean, there, there's certain elements about the flick that that I dig. Like, I think uh-huh. the movie looks nice. It does. It's well directed. There are some really cool, like, interesting moments. One in particular, uh, after she has the dream where the the kids are eating her, and, right? And then she has her first period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she gets out of the bed, like the that's they a cool the shot like yeah. up against the wall and she just walks out of it yeah that's cool into the hall that's a cool shot cool shot for no reason I don't really, really get the no. meaning behind uh-huh. it <laughs> but it's there and it's not that bad yeah for sure I think the scene with the naked dads kind of oh creepy. that's creepy as shit that's like dads actually, shouldn't be naked no dads should always wear their clothes yeah that's like the one part where this movie started me started giving me like a little hope where I was like oh man maybe yeah. this is gonna be weird cause well like, and that's like pretty early in the second act yeah, when that happens and totally. it gives you the idea like this is going to be an interesting horror movie because they're going to elevate from here yeah but they don't and for those of you guys who are listening that obviously don't worry about spoilers or anything like that the basic premise of the movie is that we have our girl veronica who's like 16 year old school yeah. girl and her dad her uh, dad's who dead. was best friends with paella yeah um, Man, I love Paella. I, I do too. But her dad is so Spanish that the only picture she has of him is him hugging Paella. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's more That's Spanish. How Spanish? He's he is. more Spanish than uh, the mom and uh, uh, the Exorcist was Greek. <laughs> oh, she was just she was just and philo dough. Yeah, she's loosely held together. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so Spanish. But yeah, like, her dad he, was pretty much Vega. He was Vega, and then he died, <laughs> probably in a street fight, I'm assuming. His mask was broken. His claw was off. And since he's died, the mom has basically just been working in the bar that To she, support the fam. She owns to yeah. support the family, though uh, we'll talk more about what I think is actually going on there. But she, she's not there. Veronica is 15. The oldest child. And she's raising the kids. Yeah, somebody has to take care of the kids while mom's working all the time. Yeah. Dad's obviously dead and stuff. Mm. And I kind of like the theme that the movie has yeah. as far as her. it's got a lot of potential. Yeah, it's like it, the, the whole theme of the movie is is the pressure of children raising children and the fear of adulthood and yeah. responsibility, and that's cool. That's real cool. And basically, the whole kind of premise of the movie is that. She, in an effort to contact her dead dad, plays with a Ouija board during this eclipse, uh-huh. and the uh, the ritual is interrupted, mm-hmm. which we find out that if you don't have the chance to say goodbye if to the spirit, don't, yeah, which, which, I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, and but it, it is it it is like a good layer to the theme of missing her father yeah, and, and missing the family yeah. vibe that they used to have. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. Yeah. But it's it's also delivered in a very stupid way. Totally. In which the uh, book that she had that tells you what you're supposed to do was burnt. Oh, no. Yeah. There's going to be an adventure to get another one. No. She just walks across the street and buys another one. Yeah, because it's an so ass-seen-on-TV fucking Ouija board. Yeah, what the fuck was... Th- why even it's have it where she's yeah. like, what do I do? Oh, I just walk across the street without any interruption. There's not even a point where no. I kind of see a ghost out of the corner of my eye or no. something. Or visit just, like a weird mystical woman that nope. has a copy of the text. No, nope. just a, walks over. Yeah, not, there's not even a moment where she's like, here's my money for the thing. No. She just buys it. No big deal. No big deal. Just, I. we needed three more minutes to Ugh. the movie. 
And basically, her playing with a Ouija board, not saying goodbye, summons spirits in her life which torment mm-hmm. her and the kids and so on. But then it turns out it's just her? I guess. Which I makes no know. sense. I don't fucking know, man. Like, seriously, this this movie... Like, because with Black Coat's based daughter... Based on story. Yeah, with Black Coat's daughter, we dug in to understand everything that's going on there. Yeah. Because... It's very compelling. Yeah, definitely. And you want to know what's happening. Yeah. In this, it's like they intentionally leave things vague because they know that they don't have anything to yeah. say. There's no ammo to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like somebody being like, "Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like super good at this thing. Like I can't do it right now because like I'm busy, <laughs> but like I'm real good at basketball, guys. But like my ankle." It hurts, my bone spurs so, right like, now. Yeah, you know. yeah, my cadet bone spurs. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, like this this movie doesn't follow up, but no. it does have a theme. I think an inadvertent theme. Okay. Of things not paying off. Oh my god, yes, dude. <laughs> There's so much shit in this movie that just sets itself up. There, maybe this match. Oh no, it doesn't. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Like, yeah, it's just like, um, for instance. The uh, what is the name of that product? Cintea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Cintea is a furniture polish. Yeah. They the, see commercials uh, for it on TV. It's got yeah. a jingle. It's like the Mentos jingle or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But basically, the jingle says that like Cintea will give you time to live your life. Yeah. And like the the commercial is people dancing around and having this <laughs> great time, which is tight. Motherfucker, it's fucking furniture polish. <laughs> in fact, it will put more... Like, just don't polish your furniture. You'll have you more time in your life. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> like, how is your life improved by furniture? And that's exactly <laughs> what this movie is. It gives you this big, like, oh, it's the scariest fucking movie you've ever seen. And then it's like, it's a movie. Actually, I just wasted my time. When it yeah, I could have just not watched this. I could have been... Polishing my furniture instead. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, Sister Death. Huge yeah, build up yeah, that yeah. she's the, got this like. The blind she's, nun. Uh, yeah, she's fucking. She's got all the answers and things. And then another nun comes along and she's like, no, she's just got dementia or she's whatever. She's full of shit. Whatever. Yeah, and she's like, and the answers are in the book or whatever. And like, that is her. Like, th- she is built up to yeah. just say the answers are in the cheap magazines you bought. Like, imagine if if you're watching The Omen and they go to, to fucking Medigo and they see Bugenhagen and mm-hmm. all that shit. And he- then one of the other priests is just like, he's full of shit. Yeah. He's, and, he's senile, dude. Don't and, then, and he's like, just go to a library or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wikipedia. I don't fucking care. Get out of here. <laughs> It's like that really just destroys the whole hype of that character. Yeah, and she is all hype, by the way. Sister Death, uh, to me, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting character. But then in my second watch through, I noticed that... You watched it twice? I did. I watched it twice. like four and a half hours of your life. I did. (laughs) I know. Fuck. Uh, I I noticed that she was uh, smoking like an actress. Yeah. Like not... Not smoking like an actress, you know, uh, in between uh, takes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Fake she smoking. was like, this is a cool look. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll blow the smoke out of my mouth and back into my nose. Like how people don't do in yeah, real life. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, like, really get it, the ember up real hot <laughs> so there's a lot of smoke coming <laughs> out. Arr, I look like a dragon. <laughs> like, and she's, like, 
she's like monkey fucking cigarettes. Like she's uh, smoking back to back. Like she really needs that nicotine, but she's not, she's not inhaling. So what the fuck? <laughs> uh, what what is this all about? Yo, I don't get it. She's just like fucking Will Smith. It's for the look. I bite it. I don't light it. Exactly. She yeah. She she's uh, bienvenido a Miami. She says. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spanish. It works. It's the same. Um, <laughs> it's Spanish. It works. Yeah. <laughs> so I I have a lot of problems with the elements of this that are supposed to be cool. Okay. Yeah. And then the elements of this that have potential, there's no full follow up on it. No. And here's the real kicker for me. The opening image in a movie is real important. Sure. And the people you first see in a movie are real important. Yeah, typically. The closing image, real important. Should be. The people you see at the end, real important. They're yeah. the people you're supposed to be following the whole time. Yeah, this is their journey. The person we see in the opening and the closing is a cop that we don't see throughout the rest of the movie. No. And also, it makes it seem like the entirety of it is based around uh, this cop seeing some... Uh, paranormal phenomena that changes his view of the world. Some brujeria. But we don't we don't know anything about him before he sees this. So why no. give us him in the opening and the closing? As if he's some important like narrative yeah. character. Yeah, as if the narrative's being told by him throughout. Yeah, like it's not like it revisits him and he's like Captain's Log, fucking <laughs> June thirteenth, yada yada. Like it's not like it revisits that character over and over, and we're tracking no. his progress of the case. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? That's stupid. It's real dumb. I hadn't thought about that. Um, Damn it. This movie gets... Like, the more you think about it, the worse it gets. So, it seems like maybe this was a test by Netflix. Yeah. To see, like, okay, well, if we try this way of advertising a movie... Will it work? Like, will it work? How how do the returns look on that? It worked. It works, so they're gonna do this again. They're gonna there's gonna be another like uh it'll probably be they'll probably try it with another genre. The funniest romantic comedy you've ever seen. Oh my god, dude. Uh like I I as if it'll be better than Love Actually. (laughs) As if. (laughs) That's true. I mean, can you beat Love Actually as far as romantic comedies go? Fuck no. I mean you No eh, you probably can't. (laughs) What do you think about (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of advertising, how do you feel about the way that this movie is kind of like a low-key commercial for that fucking Spanish band? Yeah. Whose music plays through the whole movie and she Which wears is, a t-shirt of okay, them and shit like, and I'm, they suck? I am more than willing to believe that when I hear a song and yeah. see the translation of the lyrics, that it's just like... like If a person who spoke Spanish heard the lyrics, they'd be like, well, that's not what it really it's not means. really that. Like, that's... But, when you see the translations of these lyrics, it's like, so this is just like word salad. Yeah, total word salad. And then a countdown from 10 to 1. Yeah, it does like 100 times in this movie. Jesus Why the fuck? Christ. It's fucking annoying. It's real bad. But the thing is that then you have the soundtrack with the, like these cool synth tones and stuff. Yeah. And that's awesome. And it's cool. And it's like considering that the movie is kind of set in what, early 90s? Is that uh, right? Yeah, it's like 91 or 92, I think. It's cool. It's like the, the soundtrack other than the fucking licensed music, is actually pretty dope in this movie. Yeah. So why not, why not go with that? And why yeah. not have some, someone listen to music that's listenable? Maybe that. 
God, dude. It was killing me. She's wearing their fucking t-shirt and stuff all the time. This is lame. It's I just like product have... placement, you know? Okay, so her mom yeah. is avoiding her family. Like, right. I, I understand that someone could defend this and say, no, she's working to support her family. Right. Okay, cool. She's got four kids and she probably has to work her ass off to support her family. Yeah. She maybe bought this bar and uh, can't sell it now. Yeah. But what it seems more like, especially when we have Veronica drop the kids off at the bar and they're fine. Yeah, yeah. But the mom is like, be sure to come back and get my kids and take care of them. Yeah. And when she comes back, she's like, you were gone so long. Uh," But like, the kids are fine. Totally. Nobody seems to be... Like, you would need a scene where somebody in the bar is like, why are there fucking kids here? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I gotta get them out of here. Uh." But like, none of that happens. What's happening is the mom just doesn't want to be around her family because they remind her of her dead husband. Right. So she's just a bad mom. So there's like no, but there's no development with that. No. uh -uh. We don't get. That's entirely implied. It's like now that you're mentioning is the first time that I've actually thought about that. Yeah. Like we get Veronica saying like, you're never around or whatever. And she doesn't even defend it by saying like, I have to work to support you. Yeah. Like she doesn't make that statement Uh or anything. So she's just not there so like that's an element that could have been built more where it's like okay veronica is acting out to get her mom's attention to try to get her mom back because she says a couple of times like like one time she's like just stay here today or like and then she says like just close the bar and let's just go to the park right like that is an interesting story it's not a story that's developed it's not the story that we're presented with no it's just a mishmash of other stories like this this movie takes a lot from other movies absolutely doesn't develop so like what we have some right we have some things it took for yeah because that's honestly one of my biggest complaints about this movie is that it brings absolutely nothing new to the table whatsoever yeah and basically anything in this movie that you can find is kind of cool you can find done better in some other movie that it obviously like lifted it from. Like for example, there's this huge like mattress fetish in this movie, where uh, Veronica starts like flipping the kids' mattresses over, and there's these kind of like human imprints burnt into yeah. the underside, like which is kind of cool. Like, and it's like a black mold type of thing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it, it looks good. And then later on, like the 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 demon or whatever like spawns itself out of and the mattress out of it. Yeah, and it's like, okay, there's two things here. So way earlier in the movie, there's all these, like, clawed, like, hands that grab Veronica from the mattress, just like fucking Ghostbusters. Yes. Like, they look like the same... Same exact thing. Yeah, gnarled, greenish-gray hands that grab fucking Ripley and Ghostbusters. It's fucking lame. And then later on, that full full body... Crawling uh, out of the mattress. Yeah, it's straight up Hellraiser, yeah. obviously. It's clear from Hellraiser, yeah. Yeah, it's just right there. Hellraiser 2, I guess, specifically. Hellraiser 2, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, that's completely unoriginal. Nothing I've never seen in another movie. You've also, too, got, of course, in the house itself, you got the, the wall shaking and pictures falling off the wall and shit yeah. like this. Just like Amityville Horror. 100%. It's right there. We've got, uh, again, as we mentioned, uh, Sister sister Death, the blind yeah. nun is just like the fucking Omen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, the, even just playing around with the fucking Ouija board, I mean, there's a, a number of different movies you could point that out Deactuses. to kind of stealing from. Obviously, The Exorcist. Or Ouija. 
Ouija Origin of Evil. Yeah, Movies exactly. that came out just a couple of years before yeah, this movie. Totally. Well, and the thing is, too, man, is like, okay, you can kind of get out of that by saying, well, but this is based on a true story where a girl played with a Ouija board. Uh, but it's like also a true story about a girl that played with a Ouija board post-Exorcist. Yeah. I mean, that movie made worldwide impact and made yeah. Ouija boards scary. Yeah, exactly. Like, Ouija boards weren't really a thing and weren't really fucking scary before that movie. This movie is also being compared to The Conjuring, which is right. a lazy comparison. Right, 100%. Definitely. Especially when you consider all the movies that you could compare it to. Right. Um, but The Conjuring, uh, I will say the reason it's a lazy comparison is because The Conjuring focuses on a couple who go and investigate paranormal things and perhaps perform an exorcism or whatever to get the demon out. Right. The thing that it is similar to in The Conjuring is that it is a family uh, full of of kids Mm -hmm. that are experiencing these things, and the kids are giving most of their reports of these things, which in the real story of The Conjuring is actually the reason why... Uh, it's full of bullshit. It's just kids making stuff up. And if you read yeah. about that that couple, they very much take advantage of people or whatever. But in the movie, it is well developed that the kids are experiencing these things because the demon in the house specifically dislikes children or whatever. Yeah. In this, what we have is this impossible to discern element where the kids are maybe making this bullshit up. Yeah. Maybe Veronica is possessed or maybe there is a demon or maybe it's just Veronica like attacking them and turning on the hot water to burn the the little boy and choking. Like we see her actually choking that little girl in a later scene. So like, what is it? It seriously just seems like at the end that all the stuff that happened before is invalidated and... Like, any time you do that in a movie, it's a fuck you to the audience. Totally. It's yep. a fuck you for believing all the stuff we showed you up to this point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but oh, you thought this was real? You fuck you. You showed it to me. Yeah. And now you're telling me fuck you for looking at it? Right. Yep. What? What? I don't care. At this point, I don't care. And then they have all these flashes back to prove that, like, Oh, well, Veronica was the demon the whole time, and you should have been able to catch that. Well, oh, fuck man. you, man. Yeah, fuck Why you, dude. Why are you dude. doing this to you me? You made a movie for me to watch. <laughs> yes. Fuck. You're supposed to tell me a story. Fooled not you. start to tell me a story, and then say, fuck you. You didn't even understand that I was telling you a different story the whole time. I was lying to you. You should have known. Motherfucker. It's fucking annoying. What? Yeah. Jesus. So, it's so irritating in the end. Uh, I especially do, I like, I like, okay, say like, uh, the usual suspects. Yeah. Uh, the overly long scene where he's looking around the office and seeing all the things that, you know, uh, were being used to make up this story. Right. Uh, that's a fine scene and it's like, okay, that's a cool reveal. Yeah. But then they do it here basically where they're like showing all these flashbacks to like, uh, her talking to Sister Death and, like, uh, her talking to the kids and, and, like, basically reminding us of everything that we should have specifically paid attention to at right, this yeah. point. Which also invalidates all the other shit. Totally. Which also says, like, well, all that other shit you didn't need to pay attention to. It's like, well, then why did you spend fucking two and a half hours watching this fucking movie? Yeah. Why didn't you just give me an hour and a half movie yeah. of 
Veronica struggling with, you know, being depressed about her dad dying and her mom not being there for her. Yeah. And in fact, she is under, she is experiencing a psychosis yeah. that makes her experience these things. And don't give us the kids reacting to them like they're real things yeah. and then later what say the that fuck? they weren't real things. Yeah, that's just shitty filmmaking. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. So, uh, honestly, the fact that this has an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes is mind-boggling it's to fake me. news as fuck. And well, because like, the reviews were by people who only saw it once yeah. and didn't get a chance to reflect on it much. And even if you go through like IMDb and read reviews and stuff like that, like you'll see a whole lot of people that are sharing our same opinion of being yes. like, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. This movie isn't scary at all. Yeah, it was, it's an easy backlash to being told it's the scariest movie ever made. But then I feel like every other review that I see that's like a good review of it, it's people being like, wow, the advertisements are right. This was scary. And it's like, <laughs> the scariest movie I've seen up to this point was definitely Toy Story 3. Man, did you see that, guys? They almost rough. went in the fire. And this is definitely scarier than that. Mm-hmm. So it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you see it, you know, fucking post on headlines on Netflix. This person said, it's the scariest movie they've ever seen on IMDb. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah, I, like, I, I legit don't get it. And I think that it... Like overhyping something that can't deliver, yeah. Is, like always underpromise and overdeliver. Yeah. Don't right. overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. You're gonna get a worse backlash. You than gotta you bring it gotten. hard, dude. Like we, we were talking earlier tonight about how like, well, well, you know, The Exorcist is like the most hyped horror movie of all time. Yeah. Easily. One hundred percent. And we just watched it. Well, I just watched it for the first time for our show a couple yeah. months ago. And that's still one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Go back yeah. and listen to that if you haven't. It's a real great episode. And I swear, man, like I was at a party last night and I was talking to people who, you know, had either only seen the movie once or had never seen it and stuff. Yeah. And I was talking to them about some of our theories about it and stuff. And I'm like, God damn, like, even though that is the most hyped horror movie ever, it, uh-huh. it actually goes beyond the hype yeah it's, it's way deeper than the it's hype. phenomenal yeah it's phenomenal like yeah if you're gonna bring that kind of hype to a movie it has to fucking deliver yeah but, but that's the thing is like i think the way that media and advertising and stuff now is it doesn't even fucking matter it's just no. like whatever we got you to watch it fuck you yeah well it doesn't matter that is it like the <laughs> i mean really and yeah. truly it's like we sold you a false bill of goods but we sold it to you fuck you yeah, That's really it. and truly, it, it is becoming that way that all business is snake oil. Yeah, like all business is just I I don't care about return business. No, I care about the money you have in your hand right now, yeah. and I want it. And honestly, it's like it kind of makes me feel bad in a way for the people that made this movie because. I doubt that that was their intent. No, they intended to make a movie worth watching. Based on a a horrific story that happened in their home country and stuff. And I doubt that they're like, you know what we should do? We'll make this totally mediocre, unoriginal horror movie and then hype it up like it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And let it sell itself. I'm sure that that's something that the corporate, you know, machine got a hold of. Yeah. And decided that's what they could do with it. I'm sure. Netflix has whatever insane algorithms they have that oh, make man. them know that like, you know, I mean, they knew that uh house of cards would work. Yeah. Uh, they knew that 
people like Kevin Spacey and people like political intrigue and they didn't expect of course that Kevin Spacey is a sexual harasser and grabs yeah. small uh, teenage dicks yeah um so uh you'll up netflix subscriptions by claiming to have the scariest horror movie yeah exactly they again, might it, it they worked. might cancel next month but yeah. you got their ten dollars yep but but they already got it from you yeah. so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and if you offer right. them a six month uh you know uh, ch- uh cheaper deal yeah. you got their forty dollars or whatever yeah exactly and if the product no skin off deli- your nose. And if the product doesn't deliver, well, fuck you. Yeah, well, there's eight million other people that are buying it. So Again, exactly the the point of this movie is yep. well, fuck you for believing all the stuff that we set up to this yeah, point. Yeah, that, that that is that is yeah. exactly it. Maybe that's why they chose it. Poetic. Uh, they had yeah. some poetic feeling about it. It might have been some kind of genius poetic <laughs> fucking meta. Oh shit! Device. Netflix might have become self aware. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in a way. Again, this might be the most affecting me in the real life horror movie ever. And yeah. then somebody's gonna take that quote and use it for the next round of advertising. I really hope they do. It'll I be, hope it'll be quote Uncle Ben Dead Lovely Horror Podcast. This movie has affected my real life more than any other horror movie. Yeah. Fuck. Like I just fell into the trap. Oh god. Dude. Quote me saying this. Uh, fart shit poop. <laughs> Steven, and- Steven with a V says <laughs> fart shit poop. I. Uh, I really just, I feel like if we had done this movie and it hadn't been called the scariest horror movie of all time, yeah, we wouldn't like, have much competent. to talk about. No, I'd be like, it's it's whatever. I won't watch yeah. it again. It's like too we long. we wouldn't have done it honestly. Probably not. Like maybe eventually. Yeah. Eventually, we might run out of everything else to talk yeah. about and have to but talk like, about. Right? Honestly, the hype is way more important and interesting than the movie itself. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about it. Follows. We haven't done. We haven't done some of the greatest horror movies ever made, and we've done Veronica. So yeah. It worked. It worked. That's the fucked up yeah. thing about it. And we're here to tell you it fucking worked. There, again, the theme of the movie that I do think that is cool is the whole kids raising kids, yeah. being afraid of growing up, being afraid of reaching maturity. And mm-hmm. that, that's visited on briefly a couple times with her, like getting a period and yeah. the doctor's talking about having trouble like with her, her friend who doesn't want to be her friend anymore because she got a new friend. But then we find out she doesn't want to be her friend anymore. Because when she went into like a trance yeah. when they were doing the Ouija thing, she said that she was gonna die in a few days. Oh right. So yeah. what? What the hell is? You, okay, your that friend never paid off. heard you're gonna die in a few days, and then was like, "Well, I don't want to be your friend anymore." <laughs> we're not be, friends. Like, why would we be friends if you're gonna die in a few days? <laughs> what? Also, her friend looks like she's in her 30s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she looks like she's a manager at uh, a, a cafe somewhere, and you would ask to talk to her, and she would be uninterested in what you have to say. Absolutely yeah. so. Uh, but, you know, it's like when, when you get into that theme, as far as her, like, maybe being the one that was potentially trying to, like, kill the kids and hurt the kids and stuff, that's kind of cool in a way because that's her trying to shrug off the responsibility yes. of being an adult. It's Again, like, I don't want to take care of these there's kids. There's a great movie in here that wasn't made. Yeah, but instead, it's like two hours and 20 minutes where you get these occasional little glimpses into something that's pretty cool surrounded by just a bunch of fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. The, the, Antonito, who is the cute little boy with the uh, uh, lazy eye. Yeah. They, they, we don't call it lazy eye anymore. Uh, uh, what do you oh. say? Uh, what is it? Unemployed eye? Is that the deal? I think. <laughs> His eye is unemployed. Okay. Yeah. Not funny uh, work. <laughs> anyway, that kid's <laughs> fucking adorable, but yeah. he 
he also he is the source of this is all real because like, he's like yeah i was playing with dad last night and he said he's gonna come back and, and like, take me to where he lives you're like two or three you've not even been here long what the fuck do you know yeah your kid yeah but like he he's the source for us as the audience to believe it to be like oh okay well this is happening that's true like oh it's not just veronica because he because kids what the fuck? why did he say that if none of this shit was happening exactly god damn what it the shit <laughs> like why why do they do because like what Spooked benefit you. does he get from lying about that nothing like it there's no reason behind it there's no reason behind most of the shit that happens in this movie and then like when you could when you have opportunities like say the book was burned so she doesn't know what she needs to do to close out the the demon yeah. conversation yeah. or whatever like there should have been more to that than just sure. oh the book's burned i need to walk across the street yeah to the silent on tv store like there's not even an explanation or anything yeah. i'll just walk across the street and buy new i like too that it was just this like super mass produced cheap fucking 999 yeah. on a TV thing but, but it's like so serious yeah but it actually does have the truth about the afterlife yeah. and the Ouija board and talking to spirits and shit it's like really come on <laughs> man oh man so but like again the kids are great in this the the sisters that are about the same age I would assume yeah. maybe twins uh, maybe I don't, I don't know. know uh they're real they're fun really good yeah real good Veronica does a good job. She's great in this. Yeah. She, uh, I look to her up. She's, she does. she's been acting since she was eight. She's been studying theater. Wow. Like for real at theater school and shit. Like she, cool. she's a great actress. She did a real good job. She really brought it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, maybe this will, this will have the positive influence of her getting more work, but well, yeah, I mean, because the amount of hype this thing is generated, it's like a million people have seen her face now sure, and stuff. Yeah. So, and good, they've good seen that her. she has a uh, Steven Tyler mouth. Yeah, That totally. she can open up wide enough to eat Real the world. wide. Big old wide mouth. A big wide mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this leads to good things for her because she, she does a good job. Honestly, you know, and the mom does a good job and everything like that. And like I said, the the adulthood themes that it touches on a few times, I like. Mm-hmm. But it, God, it just doesn't pay off for much anything. It doesn't. Uh, the, I mean, I feel like along the way... Maybe if you just adjust the ending, yeah, you can make this uh, twenty times better movie. What's the problem you have with the ending? The demon should be real. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. it should be real. Yeah, there should be a real threat instead of, um, you know, just a disappointment. How do you feel about her dying at the end? I'm okay with that, I yeah. guess, especially if you're trying to stick to. I don't like the based on a true story element because right. it seems slapped on. Totally. Where it's just like, um, I I get that it is based on a true story and that this 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 is how the story supposedly happened this particular way and she dies. But I feel like you just leave that behind. You cut out the the cop in the beginning and the end. Yeah, pointless. That no reason for that. You um you don't undercut sister death by making her suddenly just this demented old woman who doesn't only Full has vague ideas about what you should yeah, do. Yeah. Like ultimately none of that amounted to anything. Yeah. Um and you may you make the maybe you make the ending instead of her dying an actual confrontation conversation with the mother. Yeah. 
where things change. Right. Because this could have been a more uplifting movie. It had a good like family theme running throughout, and that yeah. could have been like this uplifting story at the end, where it's like, you know, this family discord creates this sense of dread and foreboding in the kids that uh, manifests itself as this demon that okay. they all actually do see. Yeah, and it's not just Veronica, and the kids are lying to us just for fun. Where there is this actual manifestation. And that it, it is destroyed by both Veronica accepting her new role as an adult. Like, I'm going to have to be an adult. Yeah. I'm going to have to help my mom, etc. Which she's already been doing. But totally. maybe she's more accepting of it. And the mother realizing, I am using my job as a way to stay away from my kids. Yeah. And I don't have to. You know what? That totally brings us full circle because going back to our, our theme earlier of watch this, not that. Uh-huh. Basically what you're describing is this movie should have been the Baba Duke. Yes. This movie should have been the Baba Duke. That's it. Yes. Because that, that movie's about Fuck dealing yes. with, with grief. Yes. And learning how to live with the loss uh-huh. of a father in the mm-hmm. family and so on. And everybody sees it. Yeah. And everybody contacts it and it's real. Yes. But you learn how to live with it. Uh-huh. That's this movie should have been the Babadook. Instead yeah, of watching this, this movie, watch the fucking Babadook watch instead. Watch the Babadook. If you've seen the Babadook, watch it again. Yeah. It's even better the second time, honestly. Like, Boom. It's so good. Myth busted. <laughs> the Babadook. Thumbs up. Yeah. This movie. Damn. Not really very good. Nope. Overall, if you're going to give this thing a, a, a sum review, okay. how are you well, feeling about it's it? It's better than Urban Legend or Final Destination. Is in- it better than Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> That's a critical question uh, from a man Ace Is asks. it better than Jurassic Park 3? I don't think it is. I don't think so, and Jurassic Park 3 is not good. No. My buddy Asa wants to start a podcast. About a mo- Jurassic a Park 3? No, no, it's just a movie review <laughs> podcast that the whole theme is, is it better than Jurassic Park 3? But fuck, Asa, do that. I will be on it. Yeah, I'll totally listen <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah, 100%. All the time. Because that is a good... Yeah, because that really because I was about exactly to give this is. a higher rating because I didn't think yeah. is this better than Jurassic Correct. Park three and it's it's not it's not doesn't have dinosaurs. God damn, that's true. It, it, okay, so uh, there's good performances. There are some good shots that are good for good sake, but yeah. don't add much to the narrative. No. I think maybe like that, that scene where she just, st- she just walks directly out of the bed instead of like standing up, like the bed was on the wall. She yeah, walks directly cool. out. Like it gives the idea that like we're bending reality. Like, is she in reality or is she yeah. in the dream? But that's not what this movie's about. No. That would work in a nightmare on Elm street movie. Yeah, it doesn't t- work in this. No. Um, so even though it's got cool stuff, the cool stuff doesn't even help tell the story. No. This movie's three and a half, yeah. maybe? Worth worth watching if you really love Ouija boards? Maybe? Yeah. Or, or Vega? Or if you really love the concept that if you don't say goodbye to demons, they get real pissed off and won't leave your house. Yeah, maybe it's that. Like... If you don't invite a vampire in, they can't come in. If you don't say goodbye to a demon, it can't leave. Can't leave. It's the opposite. Yeah. Hmm. So but vampires aren't demons. They're okay. good. That by that logic. Yeah, yes. vampires are angels. <laughs> Three and a half. You know, I, I can't really disagree with you there. Like, 
like we said, the acting by everybody in the movie is fine. The movie mm-hmm. looks pretty nice. Yeah. It's not horribly overridden with CGI. No. There's some. There's a little bit. But it's not just ridiculous out mm-hmm. of place kind of stuff. There's some practical stuff in there for sure. The movie's way too goddamn long. So it's long. way too fucking goddamn long. So dude. long. It's like an hour too long. I seriously watching it again today for the second time. Yeah. I like just pauses at a certain point. Like oh, it's got to be almost over. I know. Hour left in the movie, dude. I was doing that when I was watching it the first time. I'm like, surely this. Oh my god, there's 45 minutes left. Yeah. How? Like, just what drag. the fuck else is gonna happen in this movie? It's too fucking long. Kids are good. Nothing original about it. No. Whatsoever. I mean, maybe if you lived in Spain and stuff and you were really connected to the original story or you lived through it and you remember reading sure. about it in the newspapers and stuff like that, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Not a okay. thing for me. Well, actually, let me follow that logic a little bit. What if this... Okay. Let's say that story had as much hype in Spain yeah. as the John Bonet Ramsey... Okay. Story had here. Gotcha. Somebody made a Jean Benet Ramsey movie. Wow. Where she was killed by a demon, maybe. Oh shit. Would it? Would it? Would it make it better? Make it better? Like the the mystery of the true story in Spain. Yeah. Probably makes people interested because it's a mystery. Yeah. This loses the concept of mystery and goes more for uh, confusion. Totally, yeah. Like like somebody was like, a mystery. Like when you're real confused and you don't know what's going on, <laughs> right? Isn't that the same? So like if if you made a Jean Benet uh, movie and the dog did it, how about that? That's what this is. This is a Jean Benet movie where in fact the dog did it. And Tra- you're like, trademark oh. dead and lovely. Yeah. It's like, oh, there was a dog? I didn't even know they had a dog. <laughs> John Bay movie and the dog, dude. Yeah. I'm so hooked on this idea. Yeah. Right so, like, th- this is like, it undercuts the mystery and the interesting part yeah. by being like, it was Veronica the whole time and totally. there weren't any demons or anything. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I. I'll put it this way: I I have zero interest in watching this movie again. Yeah, or talking about it again. No, <laughs> like if somebody was like, somebody was like, "Oh, you host a horror movie podcast? Do you like Veronica?" Like, I'll no. just punch him. I'm just gonna punch him. Okay. Yeah. 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 I no replay value. I'll never watch it again. Didn't bring anything new to the genre. No. Um, the hype fucked my world up. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm actually probably gonna go like two and a half. Yeah, that's, that's really good. don't like the movie. That's good. I, I think I, I gave it a lot because I really think the kids were great actors. and that's They were. It. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I think they were. I mean, I don't speak Spanish. So. That's a good point. I, I could think. be fucking over, uh, like, over-inflating how good they were yeah. because they were cute. Yeah. But in Spanish, it could have sounded like they were uh, just reading lines off the back of a card or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looked about right. It I looked right. Antonito is so cute. I know. Adorbs. Yeah. Shitty anyway. movie. What do we do next week? <laughs> what are we doing next week, Ben? Next week, we are going to be covering a good old, old-timey camp slasher. Say what? We're going to be picking up on the sequel to a series that we started covering. Saturday couple, the 14th. Saturday the 14th. That's the sequel. Otherwise known as Friday the 13th Part 2. Hell yeah. The introduction, perhaps, of Jason Voorhees. Yeah, maybe. As an adult. Yeah. Unless, of course, 
his Tom Savini's hands killing Kevin Bacon was actually supposed to indicate that Jason was alive. Maybe it was. Mm. It's really confusing. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth Part Two though, it's a good one. I love it. I do too. It uh, makes zero sense. Can't wait till we get to three. Yeah, the best. Three D. Right? No. No. <laughs> But it will be a lot of fun. I, I love I love the Friday 13th movies. I do too. The Friday 13th movies, what they don't bring in originality or anything, yeah. they do bring in uh, cool kills. Absolutely so. Yeah. And a lot of just, cool kills. And the just Jason Voorhees is an interesting character. Yeah, it's just fun. It's yeah. like it's exactly what you think of when you think of an 80s slasher horror movie. 100%. You, you're thinking of a Friday 13th movie. Uh-huh. Drugs. Uh, naked people. Yeah. Death. Yeah. I look forward to talking about that one. So we'll cover that next time on the show. In the meantime, Steve, they can be following me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. Where can they be be. following you? Uh, You can find me at Steven Spratling on uh, Twitter and instant gramification. Uh, You can also find our podcast at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a Facebook group. And you can email us, if you're so inclined, yeah. at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Send us pictures of them pink dicks, boys. Hell yeah. <laughs> and also drop suggestions of movies that you would like to see covered. But mostly dicks. Pink dick. Actually, send us suggestions of dicks you'd like to see us cover. Yeah. Dicks we should oh. maybe see. <laughs> I guess. Are any is any dick interesting? Welcome to Dick and Lovely. Unless a dick has like a weird corkscrew yeah, element curve. to it, it's yeah. nice. It's not worth Some looking at. Interesting curvature, <laughs> birthmark. Or if it's got like way too much foreskin, where yeah. it like hangs off the end, it's oh like how do you God. pee? Oh, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> it's gotta be a mess. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dick and Lovely. Thank you guys so much. Bye bye bye.